Welcome to the Business of Psychology podcast, the show that helps you to reach more people, help more people, and build the life you want to live by doing more than therapy. Imposter syndrome. We all seem to suffer with it. In fact, I'd go so far as to say I have yet to meet a psychologist or therapist in private practice who does not suffer from imposter syndrome. And I've gotten to know my own personal imposter syndrome very well over the past few years. In fact, um, a bit geeky perhaps, but I've even created a character for mine. I refer to it as the imp. And my imp mainly says things like, you're just a brilliant bullshitter. People will find out soon. There's no intellect behind what you're saying. Um, Literally any achievement I've ever had in my whole life can be undermined by a voice in my head that believes I basically con my way through. (laughs) Um, And maybe you've got a similar voice in your head or maybe your imp says something a bit different. Maybe it thinks that you don't deserve the things that you have. Maybe it thinks that you're going to be exposed as an idiot sooner or later. Um, Our imps can be pretty mean to us, but whatever your imposter um, syndrome imp is saying to you, There is one thing that they all seem to have in common. They really like to hold us back if we let them and they can keep us paralysed in our practices. So I've noticed a few key ways in which imposter syndrome seems to cause problems for psychologists and therapists specifically. Um, And these are all things that people are talking about a lot in psychology business school and in the Do More Than Therapy membership. So they can really crop up at whatever stage of your practice and your career you're at. You know, I hear people struggling with this right at the beginning when they're fresh out of training, and I hear people struggling with it who've been in practice for 40 years. So I wanted to run through some of the most common um, ways that I hear imposter syndrome coming into our lives and making them more difficult, um, so we can think about how we can tackle them. So do any of these behaviours ring true for you? perfectionism. By that I mean never finishing or submitting anything because it's never ready, it's never perfect. Procrastination. Never starting anything (laughs) or putting it off for ages uh, because you're worried that you won't do well or that you could fail. Failing to plan your business. This is one that goes under the radar a lot but What I see really often is when we start business planning with people, especially if I'm doing something that I call a forward motion session, which is where I basically sit down one-to-one with a psychologist or or therapist who's starting their practice and try and and make a business plan to move them forward. And, And what comes up over and over again is that it just feels like quite a grand thing to do, to set out a vision for your business, to own up to having a mission and something you really want to accomplish in the world just seems like a bit grand and a bit up yourself and no one's imp wants you to be grand or to have big ideas. So I think that's one that a lot of people don't recognise but really holds people back in their business and stops them from actually planning and I think that's why a lot of the time we end up kind of blindly building a business that we don't actually like working in. So that one is setting your prices too low. So if you let your imp take charge of your pricing strategy, you're most likely going to find yourself looking up somebody that you respect in your local area, seeing what they charge, 
I'm going just a bit under it. (laughs) So if you've noticed yourself kind of in a bit of a race to the bottom with your fees, if you find yourself really worrying about being more expensive than local counsellors or psychotherapists, um, and you find yourself questioning whether anybody could or should pay your fees, it's very, very likely that imposter syndrome is um, running the conversation in your head around pricing. So if that is an issue for you, I'd really urge you to go back and listen to our episode on pricing with Sally Farrant. It's a brilliant episode, a really helpful conversation uh, where she basically gives us a more tangible framework that we can use to replace the framework that our imposter syndrome will provide us with. So that's really useful. I definitely urge you to go and have a listen to that. It's really helped me. Next one is feeling resentful of others who are successful. So anytime I catch myself thinking it's unfair when I see someone who's achieved something that I want to achieve and appears to have some sort of advantage behind them, I often realise that it's actually my imposter syndrome, my imp talking to me. Because if I knew that I was good enough, just as I am, why wouldn't I just be happy for someone else who has success? Why would I resent the advantages that they've been given? The only reason to resent someone is not feeling good enough in yourself. So if you notice that and don't like, there's no shame here. I think we all feel like that, especially if something's not quite um, going to plan in our businesses and you see somebody who maybe they're on Instagram talking about being fully booked or maybe they're um, at a networking event and just seem to be, you know, bursting at the rafters with referrals and they're doing really really well for themselves or they're on this morning and you'd really like to do that then and and you notice that kind of resentment creeping in then it's a really good moment to look and see kind of what's your internal voice saying to you because it's most likely that your imp is being hard on you and that's what's really fueling that feeling in the pit of your stomach Um, which is great news because you can work on that (laughs) whereas you can't stop them being successful (laughs) Um, so yes that's one that I've I've noticed as well Uh, the next one the final one is really important and if if it's the only one that resonates from this episode then uh, that is fine with me because this is the one which I see them most frequently in psychologists and therapists is playing small and just feeling unfulfilled. So, you know, have you ever had that feeling that you could or you should be doing more than you are, but in reality, you don't take any steps towards doing anything else? Um, so you, you might have a, a vision or ambition for something that you want to achieve, but you just don't do anything about it. It's a classic conflict, really, between your imposter syndrome, which is saying, you know, stay small, stay safe. You know, if you don't try, you can't fail. And that ambitious part of your mind, that drive system that we all have, you wouldn't be a mental health professional if you didn't, because it's not easy. You know, whether you're a psychotherapist, a counsellor or a psychologist, none of those qualifications came easily you know, most of us have had to bust a gut to get where we are. So we're usually quite ambitious and driven people. And if you're listening to this podcast, you definitely are, (laughs) or you'd probably hate it. So there's a 
often a battle between this part of us that doesn't feel good enough, that thinks that we should hide away from the world, and this other part of us that really wants to push forward and strive for great things. And that can be really painful when those two things come into conflict. So the question that tends to come up when I start talking about imposter syndrome, especially actually when I talk about imposter syndrome to non-mental um, health professionals, because sometimes I speak about this in coaching groups and, um, and in other, other places um, online, is the question like, can we get rid of it? Can we crush imposter syndrome? How do I overcome imposter syndrome? And unfortunately, uh, those of you who practice uh, ACT or CFT and and know a bit about the way that I work the answer is probably not from me (laughs) but we can change our relationship to it it doesn't have to dominate us and if you're familiar with ACT or any of those other approaches I mentioned then a lot of this will already be really um, familiar to you it'll be in your repertoire but what you might not do very often is turn the attention onto yourself for long enough to really benefit from all of that stuff that you use to help clients. And so I'm hoping that just spending a couple of minutes with me now thinking about this might help you to recognise it in yourself and move through it really when imposter syndrome does try and hold you back. So of course, there are a thousand techniques that you can use once you realise that imposter syndrome is holding you back. You can choose anything from your therapy toolkit that resonates with you. But I'm going to share with you the one that works for me in case you're finding it difficult or lacking a bit of inspiration. Um, So I will own up here. I'm feeling a little bit embarrassed and a bit vulnerable about sharing this with you. But it's something that I've been doing for at least the past four years. I started doing it when I um, thought about setting up a business and you know, had all of that terror about putting my name out there. I think I've shared with you before that I literally wouldn't put my name out there and did everything I could to try and have an anonymous practice. So I really was consumed by this when I started my business. And I know that a lot of you listening to to this podcast will be in that place right now. This helped me to get through it. So I'm sharing it with you, even though it's a bit embarrassing, um, because if it, if it helps even one of you, Um, who's in that place which can feel quite dark um, to to move a little bit forward then that would be my mission accomplished so here we go so I like to get to know my imp so I write them a little story I write about when they first came out to try and protect me uh, which for me was way back in childhood I remember having that first thought about you know who are you to say something like that who are you to put your hand up get it down Um, I write what they think Um, they're protecting me from and what they fear will happen if they were to stand down so that that can be quite painful really um, because it does often mean going back into childhood and thinking about what that child version of you was worried would happen if you did put your head above the parapet if you did say something um, that maybe was a bit arrogant or a bit up yourself Then I write about what they look like, I write about what they sound like, how big they are, where they like to hang out. Um, So I think in common with a lot of people, I often visualise my imposter syndrome as kind of being on my shoulder. Um, Some of the clients I've worked with, it's like on their head, on their chest, around their neck. 
Um, but for some people, they're just sitting over in the corner of the room and maybe they move while you're doing the exercise. Um, but I tend to kind of write all of that out in as much detail as I can. If I was remotely artistic, which I am not, it would probably be helpful to draw them. And most of my clients, uh, my therapeutic clients, really benefit from drawing them out and getting a good kind of externalised image of their imposter syndrome. I just personally, I cannot do that. Just nothing comes out of my mind when I try and draw. (laughs) Um, But I would recommend it if you're more visual. Uh, Then after I've got that clear image in my head and I've gotten to know them a little bit better, I just thank them for their service and explain that I really don't need their protection today and I focus on getting present with what I'm doing. And I think on this podcast, we've talked a little bit about exercises that you can use for getting present before any mindfulness exercise will do, even if it's just a few breaths, noticing your feet on the floor, a few stretches, anything like that, which can help you kind of feel into your body and feel into the present moment. Now, there are times that I know in advance that I'm going to really struggle with imposter syndrome. For example, every time I record a podcast, especially a solo episode like this one, I know that I'm going to really struggle with imposter syndrome. So I have a copy of these notes in my phone so that I can just have a quick read and respectfully dismiss my imp quickly. So you don't always have to write everything out every time. I find if it's really raging at me and I'm having a really difficult... Um, time with imposter syndrome then I would take the time to do the whole exercise all the way through Um, but obviously there are times in my business where I'm doing stuff which I find quite difficult a lot you know when I was um, recording an online course for example with another company I I felt like an imposter just even being in that room Um, but I couldn't take myself off and do a whole exercise every five minutes during the filming day so I I just had this in my phone notes for a quick reference to sort of top up um, my uh, confidence before I went back into each section of the filming so you, you can kind of take shortcuts like that and it's still pretty effective for me anyway. I should also say that sometimes I also really need to do a bit of regulation a bit of soothing breathing, a bit of stretching. And if I'm having a really painful imposter syndrome moment, um, you know, I might need to kind of take myself off and get some compassion from somebody else. And it's really important to acknowledge that, that sometimes that kind of arm around your shoulder from somebody that cares, um, possibly a bit difficult still, as we're still socially distanced at the moment, um, but you know having that contact with somebody who knows you and cares about you can be really helpful and I definitely urge you even if you can't get it face to face reach out and get a bit of reassurance online use the Do More Than Therapy uh, members community if you're a member of Do More Than Therapy or Psychology Business School use the wider Do More Than Therapy Facebook community if you're not um, just to get that reassurance because that sense that there are people that you respect that are behind you and believe in you that can really help trigger that soothing system uh, which is what we need often Um, but generally just those few exercises and a bit of regulation is enough to get me started on what I want to do and once you're started it's so much easier to kind of get present with it and those you'll be ticking those values boxes that will keep you going. So I really hope that that might help some of you too because it's helped me through some really difficult times. But I'd love to have a conversation with you all about how you manage imposter syndrome. I think the best way to get the imp to stand down is to realise that everyone struggles with it. 
Even people who are objectively fantastic seem to struggle with imposter syndrome. Seriously, I've been so privileged through my work with Psychology Business School and the Do More Than Therapy membership and, and recording this podcast to speak to some people who literally have blown me away with their achievements and their drive and the amazing things that they're out there doing in the world for mental health. And yet, I have not had a single conversation um, with somebody who has been free of imposter syndrome. It unites every single one of us, whatever level you're at. Like from, you know, heads of service, right the way down, um, psychology assistants, everybody is struggling with this. So I'm going to put a thread in the Do Modern Therapy Facebook community and I'd really, really love it if you would share your experiences there so that we can just keep this conversation going um, and help each other through it. And if you've got another technique, another set of exercises that have really helped you, please do share those because we all know different things work for different people and the more we've got in our toolkits, um, the better prepared we are for it. So if you aren't in the Facebook community already, the link to join over, God, I think we're on like 1,700 um, other psychologists and therapists who are all dedicated to making an impact on mental health beyond the therapy room is in the show notes to this episode. So please do click through and come and join us in the Facebook group and join in with the conversation about imposter syndrome. Before you go, I just wanted to check something out with you because I don't know if this is just me. But do you sometimes wake up at two o'clock in the morning worried that you've made a terrible error that's going to bring professional ruin upon you and disgrace your family? (laughs) I'm laughing now, but when I first set up in private practice, I was completely terrified that I'd miss something really big when I was setting up my insurance or data protection practices. Even now, three years in, I sometimes catch myself wondering if I've really covered all the bases properly. And it's hard, no, actually it's impossible to think creatively and have the impact you should be having in your practice if you aren't confident that you have a secure business underneath you. But it can be really overwhelming to figure out exactly what you need to prioritise before those clients start coming in. So I've created a free checklist plus resources list to take the thinking out of it. Tick off every box and you can see your clients confident in the knowledge that you have everything in place for your security and theirs. You can download it now from psychologist.drosie.co.uk forward slash client hyphen checklist and the link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Business of Psychology podcast. If you share my passion for doing more than therapy, then make sure you come over and join my free Do More Than Therapy Facebook community, where you can work on getting your big ideas off the ground with like-minded psychologists and therapists. I'd also love it if you could leave this show a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It will help more of the people who need it to find it. See you next week for more tips and inspirational stories to help you do more than therapy.